This is episode 70, Learning to Cope with Chronic Stress and Trauma with Erica Thomas. Erica Thomas is a highly caffeinated coach, course creator, entrepreneur, and has a certification collection that includes registered yoga teacher, trauma release exercise provider, and health coach. She is the owner and founder of the Elemental Kinesthetic Online Trauma Release Studio and has well over two decades of experience in the fitness industry. As a refugee from the Body Brand Nation and the host of the podcast, The Workin, she offers mentorship and professional coaching to help fitness professionals and wellness educators who want to set themselves apart by using a creative, trauma-sensitive approach so that they can get lasting results from their clients and avoid burnout themselves. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I have Erica Thomas with me on, and I'm so excited to have this conversation about stress and trauma and how we can use movement in our life to deal and cope with that. So welcome, Erica. Hi, Shannon. I'm so happy to be with you today. This is going to be a great conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So give everybody a little bit of a background as to who you are, how you got started with this. Yeah, sure. So, okay. I consider myself a resilience coach today and I teach basically nervous system recovery to individuals and specifically with a focus on fitness industry professionals, because we often um, in working with people, we come across a lot of people who are dealing with trauma. If you work with people, you're gonna hear a lot about trauma. But I didn't start out there. I started out um, through martial arts 25 years ago and um, through that, that was my doorway into group fitness, into certified personal training. Um, I worked uh, for many years there and then started to feel a lot of symptoms coming up in my body that um, I didn't understand where they were coming from because in my mind, I didn't have any stress and I was already doing all the things that they tell you to do to deal with stress. I was just doing them too much. I didn't understand the 
the way to balance uh, my activity in order to to kind of give my nervous system a break. I thought resilience meant being able to stay in that uh, highly stressed, activated state forever. Like I thought that's what it what what it meant to be resilient. When in actuality, the 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 piece the missing piece for a lot of people is the understanding that resilience is about being able to move from this highly activated challenge state back and forth from there into a calm, relaxed, rest and repair state at the nervous system level. So I was never giving myself any um, any space to recover, any grace to be able to recover, to, to rest in a way that my body understood. And that led to a lot of um, a lot of symptoms that your listeners might recognize, right? Insomnia, um, crazy mood swings, really dysregulated hormone levels. My my energy levels were totally out of whack. I was really, I still am a little bit highly caffeinated, but I I I was really dependent on a lot of supplements just to kind of make it through the day. Um, I lived on Advil because I had all kinds of overuse injuries and inflammation that wasn't, it just never could go away. Um, and, um, and, you know, just like numerous things. Oh, and the gut pain was like insane, right? Like off the charts. And I went to the doctor for all of these different symptoms, right? And, um, and part of the problem is that we chase the symptom. We chase this one symptom here and this one symptom there. And there was not, there wasn't anything that really obviously connected them all, right? There wasn't a, a solid connection that I could make. And certainly the doctors couldn't make them either because they're just treating, you know, this one area of the body. They're not looking at the whole person and the whole history of the person, right? Yes. But we know so much more now about the nervous system and how important that full connection is in the body and how much it affects everything. And um, and so long story short, I stumbled into this idea that, hey, maybe this stress response is actually triggering all of these things. And if I can focus a little bit more here, then I can, I can heal. I can find ways to heal, not just heal, but like get better results from everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm offering to my clients, you know? Um, and so that's kind of where it started. And, and so now I use, uh, things like yoga and trauma release in very specific ways to work through the body to help people really find that true recovery at the nervous system level and kind of re, um, re reconnect or re um, reprogram our that, that that nervous system pattern of response. That's so that's really what we're doing. We're practicing new ways to respond to stress through the body. And luckily, it works. So yeah, <laughs> well, good. It should work. Yeah, <laughs> right. We yeah. need to find things that work. So I'm a little curious for you, was this high pace, go, 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 something that you were taught as a child and you try to keep up with? Or was that some external thing where you are like just a high achiever and you felt like in order to achieve more, you had to keep going? 
Okay, so this is a great question because there was a time when I would have told you I was totally type A, that I was like, I was that go, 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 go. But the more study that I do, more self-study that I do for myself and the deeper um, I have gone into other practices like Ayurveda and really looking at my true constitution, I am not naturally like that. But just yeah just because i i got a lot of feedback i think this happens to a lot of people like you get a lot of positive feedback from being over involved over scheduled overworked <laughs> overstressed like it's a badge of honor right and and you can be successful there you can have a lot of external success there you can look like you have the perfect life, the perfect family, the perfect job, you know, and on the inside, you can feel like you're dying. This resonates so much with me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, so that's, that's what was happening to me. Like I looked like I was healthy on the outside and that's a real cognitive distortion for a doctor. When you have somebody that walks into your office that looks fit that, you know, I mean, they, they, they are, they are not overweight. They're, you know, they're, they've got, they exercise all the time. They supposedly eat right. Now I, I will say I, I had to do some correction on, on my um, nutrition and we can talk about that nutrition piece because I think people get a lot of, um, there's a lot of myths out there about correct nutrition. Um, and what works for one person doesn't work for everybody. So, um, so we can talk about that also. But, you know, I thought I was like the picture of health, but, but I was in pain all the time. Like I was, I was really felt like I was suffering and it really didn't start to let up until I let up and, um, really learned how to let my, let my nervous system shake off that stress. And, and then make some other shifts outside of that. Cause you know, we have, we have these pillars of, of, of health, right? We have movement, which we're going to talk a lot about today. We've got movement, we've got nutrition, we've got sleep, right? Sleep's so important. But when those first two are not right, the sleep isn't going to be right. And sometimes the sleep is like the first thing that goes when you're highly stressed, right? Yes. And then that, that fourth pillar is connection. And so other people will talk about some other things too, but they all kind of fall under those categories, right? Yeah. And um, and and so that's a lot. It can be overwhelming. And if you're trying to do all of that all at once, it's really overwhelming. It's almost impossible. So, you know, just pick one thing. Like what is one thing that you can actually intentionally start to work on? Just one small thing. <laughs> Doesn't have to be everything all at once. One small thing. And then the better that will help you to feel better a little bit. And then the better you feel, then the more you can do on top of that. Then you can take that next step. Let's do that next thing. Right. So, um, yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, that question of like, (laughs) are you, how are you naturally like this? No, I was totally out of balance. Like, (laughs) like, that is not how, how I would love to live. Right. Yeah. So I grew up with a single mom who worked full time. She went to school full time. She took care of me and my brother. She cleaned the house. And I, like I tell people, she made breakfast for me in bed, you know, cause she left a couple hours before me and my brother had to get up to go to school. And so she would leave a warm, hot breakfast for us, um, that we could reheat or just go ahead and eat at that time. 
and she made dinner every night. And I just remember like, that's what you have to do in order to be a good mom. You Mm -hmm. have to work and hustle and grind and keep going. And even when you feel like, like you said, falling apart, you got to keep going and you got to keep going and going and going and going. And, and people in my life have always said, I don't know how you do all the things you do. And I'm like, Oh yeah, like no big deal. But then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, how do people do this? You know? So I well, they they don't for real. Like right. they they don't, and and they certainly don't do it happily. Um, and that and that's um that's something that I think you know I don't I don't like to get into the whole feminist thing, but I think that that did women a disservice. Like the whole idea that you can have everything and you should like you can have everything you want and you can do every, anything you want and you should like yeah. that is that is not true like you don't have to do everything and be everything to everybody you don't right and that's what i'm learning more and more and not again not to get into this feminist thing but we have masculine energy and we have feminine energy and we need i think what you're saying that a balance of both yes right yes absolutely and Mm -hmm. sometimes being more in the feminine energy allows for more creativity to come in and allows for more ease and flow instead of trying to be in this masculine push harder go stronger and that's something that i'm really working on in my life right now is finding that balance um before we move on and start talking about the strategies and things i want to ask you, what is your definition? How would you define trauma? Because I feel like we kind of throw around this word and I want to put some maybe context behind sure. trauma. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, so trauma is a, is a, it's a sticky word. Like when I talk to fitness and fitness professionals about trauma, they, the assumption, the way they talk to me about it is like, it's, it's when you've had some catastrophic injury. Yes. Right. Yep. Okay, yes, that is traumatic, okay? But if we want to strip all of this idea of, you know, like these outside ideas about trauma down to the way the nervous system looks at it, the body's nervous system looks at trauma as anything that is too much, too fast, or for too long. I love this. Somebody said to me a while ago, um, trauma is anything you categorize as less than nurturing. Oh, that's interesting too. Yeah. And so anyways, okay, I'll let you keep going. <laughs> right. Right. So, so yeah, that, that could fall into that. Now that, you no, know, that those definitions, right. They open the door for so many different things. And I think, um, I'll just use myself as an, as an example. I would have told you, uh, like 10 years ago, I would have said I had never experienced trauma because in my mind, trauma is for soldiers. Mm. Trauma is war. Trauma is, um, like a violent assault. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I have never experienced any of that. Now I know now that, you know, also what also can be trauma is like a childhood so a, a history of childhood abuse or neglect that can fall that can also be trauma right this uh, it, it can um set you up for cptsd right complex ptsd um but the truth is that not everyone experiences everything that we would categorize as trauma as traumatic because not only do you have that 
effect on the nervous system, you can kind of break it down like, okay, here's an event, could be any event. And Shannon, you and I could experience the same event. We could be at the same place, the same thing happens, we witness it. Mm -hmm. And because of our past experiences and how we how we experience that event, it produces different effects on our nervous system. Yes. Okay. So the, the trauma, the stress response in the body that shows up as all of these crazy symptoms that sometimes we're like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, where are they coming from? Those, those are the, that is the effect, the residual effect of experiencing that event in a certain way. And basically it is rooted in um, how our primitive brain is translating what's going on around you. And that primitive brain really is um, dependent on your history. It, it is a pattern seeking piece of our anatomy, right? So it's trying to make these connections and assign meaning to the feelings that you are having in that moment or you know, to, to, to what is going on around you. And so it'll do that by connecting associations to your past and, you know, all kinds of other things. And then it like locks it into the body's memory as this is how we should respond to protect you because that's yeah. the ultimate purpose of the nervous system. It's like the um, most general um, security system out there, right? So yeah. it's got the same alarm system when uh, somebody is breaking in as it does when a fly hits the window, you know, the same response. So um, so that's where that's where things can kind of get twisted up. If we get stuck, you know, yeah. we can get stuck in that response. And that's really hard for people because um, you can you can be feeling from your body. The sensations that come up in your body are telling you you're not safe that um you know something is wrong you're in pain oh my gosh what is this i don't know what this is and then on the outside of you you're you're like you understand cognitively cognitively understand that you there's nothing wrong right yeah. you're not yes not in an unsafe space why do i feel unsafe yes right? spend too much time there and the body kind of cuts off the communication after a while so then we have a really hard time reading and trusting the sensations that are coming up from the body at the same time that we're in this hypervigilant state, like watching what's going on in the body. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, that's just an awful place to be, really. Yeah. I had an experience literally just this week where I was talking to my husband and I'm processing through this thing and I'm like, why is this such a big deal for me? Exactly what you're saying. I was like, logically, I understand the situation. I understand what's going on. I understand I'm not in danger or whatever. And then the words came out and I was like, it reminds me of my dad. And I was like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> and it was this big thing because my dad most likely had personality disorder um, and had some tendencies where he was, we'll just say less than nurturing in those situations. And so something that I've carried from childhood, this event mm -hmm. triggered that. And when I said those words, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then it was like, I could kind of work through things mentally, you know, and 
we're still working on some solutions to finding all of that. But it was like, I now understand that connection for me of why, why it's such a big deal when it shouldn't be right. <laughs> that big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful illustration right there. Right. So perfect example of why it's important to try to find ways to replace those reactions, right? Because you know that you're not back there with your dad. You know right. that this is not, you know, happening right now. But the body doesn't because your nervous system can't tell time. Yes. It doesn't know that this stuff happened, you know, years and years ago. It it just makes a split second knee-jerk reaction to protect you. Mm -hmm. And so that actually is something that if we can keep in mind, we can kind of um, lift some of the judgment at, at, away from our reactions. This is your body trying to protect you. Yes. So, so let's, let's see if we can work with those defenses a little bit so that we can feel easier in our own skin, that we can feel more comfortable in our own skin. And I think for women, especially, I don't know for maybe just maybe it's just me but really the ultimate goal is to feel comfortable in your own skin mm -hmm. yeah to just be easy there yeah yes. yes so good okay so i feel like that's a perfect segue into talking about how do we deal with this <laughs> like how do we start calming down our nervous system so we can recognize in those situations instead of going immediately into a fight or flight response and like, ah, you know, freaking out, lashing out, mood swings, all of those things. Where would you recommend people starting? Okay, so that's that's a big a big it question. It is a big question. <laughs> our, our our number one goal is to learn, or maybe a better word is to relearn safe self regulation of the nervous system. And that is not done by just doing one thing. <laughs> it's it's it can be many different things that will affect the nervous system. And I want to encourage uh, anyone listening to really be open to the idea to experiment with a bunch of different things, because some something that we talk about today might work for some of you and it may not work at all. So just because the thing you try doesn't work doesn't mean we stop trying different things. Now I work through the body, stress lives in the body. And whenever your nervous system gives you a, um, a message that something is off, um, we need to learn to listen to that. So the first place to start is directing our awareness into the body in very intentional ways. And this sounds very simple. I think, I think it sounds pretty simple for people, but it's not always really easy yeah. to, to do right away. It's, it's, it's really, this is a practice, right? We have to be okay with kind of following the sensations that come up in our body and, um, removing that attachment to the judgment that we have. 
And what I, what I mean by that is like a lot of times we feel something in the body and it's, um, and we automatically think there's something wrong or it's bad or, you know, my bad knee or my, um, my that stupid shoulder isn't working or, you know, my stomach is horrible, right? We say the negative things about the, the sensations in the body. And so, and that doesn't do us any, um, any good. Okay. That actually puts another, uh, layer of, stress response on there. It triggers something else like, oh my gosh, now we're, now we're, instead of working with the body, we're fighting the body. Right? <laughs> when, yeah. when really it's just, it's just trying to talk to you and tell you that, Hey, um, I'm holding on to tension. Now, the other piece to that is that a lot of times people will ignore those messages. And if you ignore those messages, and I am totally guilty of this because we want to just get it done, right? We're just going to suck it up and drive on. Um, if you ignore those messages, they don't go away. They just get stored as tension in the body in different places and not always the places you think about most, right? This is where you can feel gut pain, mm -hmm. but this has absolutely nothing to do with your stomach. You know, that's yeah. just where you're feeling it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, just to make sure I'm understanding this. So let's say something happens and I start to notice maybe some knots in my stomach, right? Like I'm, I'm in a situation, I'm uncomfortable, I've got knots in my stomach, then later that night or the next morning I'm waking up with like a tight jaw. Is that what you're talking about? Where yeah. it's like- not... It will expand, yeah, it will expand. Okay. And, and then uh, the other piece to that, right? So you, you know you, that something happened and you feel those knots in your stomach you can you can immediately you don't have to wait to do some kind of exercise later although you can and we can talk about what those movements might be but um like okay so it's knots in your stomach and then give yourself a beat right like take a beat there and be like okay this is happening let's just let's just think about that for a minute in an observation level this is this is becoming your own expert witness in the body Okay. So, so when we're working on directing awareness in the body, it often we go straight to what hurts. Okay. So what if we, we feel those knots in the stomach and then can we follow that sensation somewhere else? Can we send our awareness? Okay. My stomach is tense here. What's happening in my shoulders now? Because what happens when we go, aha, uh -huh, yeah, <laughs> shoulders go up, right? Because like something, think about, we have, think about all the language we have around our, our gut, right? Trust your gut. Mm -hmm. Can you feel it in your gut? Like that the gut feeling, that yeah. gut feeling, or um, I've got butterflies in my stomach, right? Like there's so many things that are like central here. We take a lot of we take a lot. That was a gut punch, right? Yeah. Something happens and you feel it like a gut. Well, the body actually puts tension as if you were punched in the gut for real, yeah. even if it didn't actually happen. So what does that do? You've got tension in the, the, the um, abdominals, the psoas muscle, that's your hip flexor, tightens down. That's where much of our stress sits is in that psoas muscle. It locks you down and then it doesn't help that we sit all day long, right? So that's going to keep that muscle shut. And then, you know, just like you did, the shoulders kind of hunch up, the neck tightens up and then it's no wonder. Yeah. The jaw, it's no wonder the next morning your jaw is feeling tight because were you grinding your teeth? Why were you not allowed to, did you not say anything about what that, whatever happened that made your stomach 
feel like that because now you're like, I can't speak, right? This is our, this is our speech, all this in the neck, this, this fifth chakra, right? This, um, the, the, the chakra of, of, of our truth, speaking yes. our truth, right? And so we get a lot of tension around the neck and the jaw and the face and, and, um, and just an aside, your vagus nerve, which runs that, um, that, that uh, sympathetic, the parasympathetic nervous system, you know, that connection there with our stress response comes all up into the neck, the throat and the face. This is where we connect with other people, how we communicate and we okay. just shut that down because we've something happened and we did not acknowledge it in the moment where our, you know, we felt that those knots in the stomach, right? So if in the moment we notice that and we can say, okay, now I feel my shoulders. Now I notice them. You don't have to even do anything. Just notice it. Like that's the first level, just noticing yeah. things that are coming up. Maybe it's the shoulders. Maybe it's not. Maybe you've, you notice your hands gripping, right? Ooh, yes. That's another maybe, one. <laughs> maybe you notice, maybe you notice, um, something with your feet or your legs or your calves the calves and the ankles um they take a lot of pressure our feet the legs are the roots of our of ourself of our true self right we take a lot of pressure there too um maybe in the back the upper back whatever it is for you um just notice it first and sometimes if in your head you can just kind of um do a little internal body scan where you're like okay stomach and then just follow it up you know, heart, chest, shoulders. Can I drop my shoulders? Can I loosen my grip? Can I, can I soften the neck? Can I relax the face and the jaw? And if you've never done that for yourself before, that can be really challenging. So what I would suggest for folks, one of my favorite things is to find some guided meditations, um, which include a body scan. Okay. And they're super simple and you can find them for, um, for, like five minute body scans or, you know, 30 minute body scans. You can look up uh, yoga nidra is really good because if you have trouble sleeping, sometimes you can pop in, you know, a little guided um, yoga nidra right before bed and it'll talk you right into sleep. And usually those include a body scan. So yeah, um, I love those. Yeah. I started using those uh, maybe five years ago and I go through phases where I use them and then don't, but they yeah. make a big difference. And I yeah. don't even finish the whole thing because I just get so relaxed. I end up falling asleep. So absolutely. <laughs> and, and wouldn't that be nice if you could do that for yourself just very quickly, you know, in the middle of your day. And this is the piece that I think people get hung up on, like when they're, when they're in that really highly stressed state and they're like, well, I don't, and somebody suggests meditation or yoga and, you know, all of those things. Yes, they, they help, but who has time to, to, to pull yourself out of your day and go sit down in the middle of the day for, we have this idea that meditation is to be like all woo woo, you know, <laughs> sit yes. down for an hour and think about nothing. No, it doesn't sit have to be exactly. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be that at all. It can be like literally one minute of following your breath where you just take your mind into the body and follow the breath into the body. It can be like your own miniature little body scan um, from feet to head, you know, like what do the bottoms of my feet feel like? Wiggle your toes. How about my knees? How about my hips? What about my low back? You know, just like follow those sensations up through the body, but without trying to change anything about them, they'll change themselves. They will, they will let go. 
They will, as soon as you pay attention, because <laughs> that's really all they want. They just want your attention. It's like a child. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, they're giving you a sign to say, hey, I'm stressed. I'm overworked. I'm, yeah. you know, running on fumes or whatever, whatever it is. I, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So once we take awareness to this, we observe mm -hmm. these things. We start to just throughout our day, kind of scan the body, say, oh, hey, I'm feeling knots in my stomach. I'm feeling tightness in my shoulders. I'm clenching my jaw. You know, I'm mm -hmm. shaking my leg. Oh, I feel like that's a big one where oh, I'll look yeah. over at a friend and they're bouncing their leg. Yeah. And I totally did that <laughs> for a long time. And I didn't even notice it until one, oh man, this must have been like 11 years ago, 12 years ago, because it was before I had kids and my oldest is and I wasn't pregnant. So 12, 13 years ago. So anyways, I was doing it and she put her hand on my leg and I was like, oh my gosh. Like I didn't even notice that I was doing it at that time. And so I really started to take notice of why am I shaking my leg or bouncing my leg and what am I feeling right now? And I think for me at that time, that was before I started learning all the things that I knew now, but I started to take notice of why and when I was doing that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then, and so what that gives you is another data point of the patterns that your body has developed to help you handle what's happening in your life, right? Mm -hmm. To help you survive what's going on. But I, but I love that you notice that little knee bounce. Okay. So here's, here's the thing about the body. It wants to move. It wants to let go of that tension in some way. And for the body, movement is the release valve. And when you think about it, let me just, let me just give you an example in nature. Okay. So if you've ever watched those, um, those wildlife specials on television where they've shown like a cheetah or a lion chasing down a gazelle, right? Mm -hmm hunting and they chase after the gazelle and they jump at it and the gazelle escapes and runs off if the gazelle can escape what happens after that what happens to that gazelle i know i took a class on this and so i'm so excited okay <laughs> the body begins to shake it begins to move and twitch and yes release yes. that trauma that that animal had just gone through Yes, but what the what the gazelle doesn't do is go to a therapist and talk about it for the next 10 years. Right? Interesting. <laughs> yes, I had never thought about that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, I love my therapist. So <laughs> we we need that. There's there's a balance for therapy. humans. Yeah. Right. yeah. Gazelles can't do that, right? We are as humans, we are ultimately an animal. And our nervous system is the most primitive part of us. And so it wants to really um, shake off our stress and trauma. If we can't, it is stored as tension in the body, many layers of tension that could be like the physical, when I say physical, I mean um, like muscular tension or tension in the fascia, um, or like at that deeper level, then it gets into the tissues like um, our, our viscera and the heart and, the, you know, different organs in the body. It just kind of soaks in there if we cannot let it go. But just like your friend took her hand and put it on your knee, 
to stop your leg from moving, we have been socialized out of that natural stress response of shaking after we are threatened in some way, right? Yeah. Um, that is, children will do that. People, human children, I want to say, said people children, <laughs> human children will still do that to a point, but for the most part, adults do not in, in most threatening situations unless they have um, reconnected uh, with that. And that is basically what trauma release exercise will do for you. It will get you back in touch with the nervous system at that very, very primitive level and allow the body to move into the kind of shake that would happen immediately after some kind of uh, threat, escaping some kind of threat, right? And if you practice trauma release on an ongoing uh, in, in an ongoing way, it helps to kind of um, reorganize that response so that you're not uh, getting stuck in those anxiety loops and, you know, some of those other things. And it helps to, to retrain the nervous system to resilience where it can rise up to that challenge whenever the challenges come and it will then let you come back down because that's the, that's the trick, right? Yes. To be able to quickly and easily come back down to your safe and social engagement state the yeah. way we are. I mean, we're still activated, Shannon. You and I are in a stress state right now, but it's a happy stress state, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> otherwise we would never get anything done, right? We would we would never be able to connect with other people. But there's something beyond that where people can get stuck, right? Or frozen up above that sympathetic state where um, it trips from anxiety over into depression. Yes. And, um, and feeling paralyzed and hopeless and all of these things. Those are the, those are the basis of uh, Stephen Porges' um, uh, polyvagal theory, right? So, um, so and and everyone has experience with this stuff, right? Yeah. This isn't like limited to only women or only men or only veterans or you know, like it it weaves itself through every aspect of. Our culture yeah I mean really so I and that's one of the reasons why it's so important to just have an understanding of that because you know I think sometimes people are like oh they feel like it feels like you're going crazy <laughs> you know you feel like you're alone <laughs> you're alone in that feeling like in your body like oh my gosh I don't know what's happening to me and yeah. um and it's it's possible for everyone to get there <laughs> you know yeah um so, yeah, so, and, you know, trauma release will do that, but other types of movement can help you with that too. Um, any exercise is considered um, stress, right? That's, that's what exercise is. You are stressing the body yep. to, to cause some kind of change, so hopefully positive change, right? You get stronger or you get better cardiovascular fitness, all of these things. In order to get that, you have to kind of push yourself beyond where you are right now. That is a stress on the body. Yep. Um, and we want that. We want to use we want to use movement in healthy ways to support our long life, right? Um, but what we don't want to do is get um, like do too much or move out of balance. There, we want to make sure that 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 this is being recognized as as healthy for the nervous system for the body, um, and one of the ways to do that is to make sure we integrate 
proper recovery. So no matter what exercise, what type of exercise you're doing, we need to really make sure that we recover. So you can work out as hard as you want. There's people that use exercise, I mean, that are like hardcore, right? We've got hardcore athletes. We've got people that just like to hang out with their friends at the gym, whatever, you know, like movement, go for a walk with your friends around the block. You know, that's social connection, but we're still moving, all that stuff. We just, we still need to recover the nervous system, right? So that's where that understanding and awareness comes from. Um, And it's, it takes a little bit of um, self-study to, to be able to find what that is for you because it's different for everybody. It's going to look different. Yeah. And well, and I, as you were talking, I had all these connections and aha moments for myself where I was struggling with depression. Then my parents put me in dance and then that kind of went away. And then I stopped dancing and that was when I started the leg shaking or bouncing or whatever you want to call it, because I was still dealing with the trauma, the stress, you know, life, whatever. And that was my way of having movement and I wasn't exercising. So anyways, I was, as you were talking, I'm just putting together some of these puzzle pieces of, oh, that's why this, and that's why this, and this is why I responded that way. And you know, I think it is just so important for people to have what you're saying, some kind of movement, routine, whatever that looks like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about the thing about that is when you when your purpose, if your purpose is to 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 help the nervous system, if that's your ultimate purpose, if let's just say, you know, you're not interested in, you know, it in any way, like becoming a bodybuilder or an athlete or whatever it is that you're doing in the gym. If you're, if you're, if you're there for stress relief, which, you know, I heard that a lot. You know, I, I used to teach cardio kickboxing class, everything from cardio kickboxing to yoga. And in, it didn't matter what the intensity of the class was. Most of the people in there were there for stress relief. Yeah. Okay. So if you are there to relieve stress, then we need to be really, really mindful about the intensity that we use in our movement. Because if you're already in a really highly activated state, if you're already under um, like toxic levels of, of chronic stress, where you where every room has a tiger in it, you know, like you can't step away from that. Yeah. Then, then using um, using movement is fantastic, but we don't want to make that movement into another tiger. Okay, because a lot of times people will will say, I am so, so stressed out. I have to do the highest intensity thing in order to meet that. But that's not what the nervous system really wants. It doesn't want another level of of um, fight. Yeah. Okay. It wants balance. So and this is this is a hard lesson to learn if you're a certain type of personality, uh-huh. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of years ago I was exercise so I was in this stress response. I went to the gym cuz I wanted to lose weight, but I was so overworked. I don't know. I just my whole life I had like three kids, you know, six and under, and I wanted to get off the baby weight and I was like, "Okay, I got to go to the gym." I hired a personal trainer. I went in 5 days a week. Did hit training, did all of all of the things, right? I did stairs, so I would work out with my trainer for thirty minutes, and I would do stairs, and then you know lift weights or sit in the sauna or whatever. And in a month, 
I gained 10 pounds and I was like, how is this even possible? And that was this moment where I was like, what is wrong with me? Because Mm -hmm. my body, I was putting more stress on my body and it was giving me extra signs and symptoms saying, you're doing too much. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So, so the magic of movement and exercise and health and wellness, the magic of it happens in rest and recovery. Yeah. And that is something that so many people miss. You miss that. You know, it's, I can't even tell you how many people skip, just skip out on the last five minutes of a a yoga class, of a, a, weight class they they have no time to stretch no time to rest if it's not uh, uh, balls to the wall for 60 minutes in a row they don't want it if the music isn't blaring loud that's another form of stress right you're being bombarded with through the ears like our senses are what um read the the room right and for threat that's that i mean you think you're doing one thing when you're looking around the room the nervous system is just looking around to see who's going to get you you know, like that is literally what is happening. And so we are accidentally putting ourselves into a place that's reinforcing these stress patterns. Yeah. And as you know, right, <laughs> as, as you know, as you know, like the hormones that are released when you are under high levels of stress can be catastrophic if you're trying to lose weight or change your your health in some way. Right. We've got and I don't pretend to be a hormone expert for 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 sure, but um, I want to work with those hormones. I mean, I. I, I want to work with my body. I want to make this easy. I don't want to fight it all the time. I felt like it, even as a fitness professional for so many years, I always felt like I had to fight my body to, yeah. to make it look a certain way, to make it do what I wanted to do, to perform, right? It was always about performing. And um, I wanted to optimize that. And it was really, really self-destructive. And you don't have to be in that kind of a job to be that self-destructive by accident because we don't know, you know, that people just don't know. That's not something that we talk too much about. And a lot of times people just don't want to hear it. Like, what are you talking about? I need to take a rest day. Yeah, you do. You need it. You need to take (laughs) a rest. (laughs) Dang it. I wish I did not. That is really something that I consciously have to work on because I just want to go from one thing to the next, right? I want to eat fast so I can get on to the next thing, to clean up dinner, to do the dishes, to put the kids in the bath, to put on their pajamas, to read them a book. You know, I mean, and it's just, we just go and go and go. And I sometimes taking and not, hopefully I say say this right way, not to take a rest in the sense of turning on a TV and numbing out. Right. That's different. Very totally different. different. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. There's different. a, there's a difference between, um, rest and recovery and exhaustion and collapse. Ooh, let's talk about that really quick. And then we will give our listeners some strategies to, and yeah. how they can connect with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so this is, this is, this is big, this, this whole collapse thing. Um, the body will just shut you down at some point it w- it will and we don't want to push it to that point but you know somebody has to be the grown up in the relationship you know the mind body relationship <laughs> hopefully it's you 
that is the grown up and that can say, look, we're going to we're going to back off a little bit so that we can we can go easy so we can recover so that we can be stronger tomorrow. If you really want to be stronger, you want to be the best person, the best mom, the best employee, the best business um, entrepreneur, whatever it is that you do, if you want to be the best at that, then we need to give ourselves the space and the grace to kind of repair, to recover and repair. That's where um, all of that strength comes from. That is that is true resilience, to be able to back it down so that you can come back stronger. Nobody stays at their peak forever. That's a plateau. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. So so let's let's remember that that it's natural and normal to just ride this curve, right? To be able to navigate this stress curve up and down and up and down and up and down. And your body will definitely thank you for it. Yeah. Just a little tidbit for myself. I have found that I can go through like you said these cycles of up and down where I can go and kind of push a little bit harder for six, maybe eight weeks. And then I need, you know, maybe a two week break where I don't do as much. And then maybe I can cycle back up and do a little bit more. And then I need to cycle back down and say no to a few more things. Um, right. Because I, if I keep going at, like you said, at that peak performance, I'm going to burn out. I've been there. I think most of the listeners and it sounds like you as well have been to this place of burnout, collapse, that kind of thing. So yeah, and it robs your it robs you of your joy, right? Yeah. We we wanna we wanna be in joy in in what we do in our life every day, and um, sometimes all that takes is just step back a minute, be in the moment, be in your body in the moment, and just you know just be present with whatever is happening right now instead of okay, next thing, next thing, next thing, check. Check, yeah. check the box. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I feel like this conversation has been meant for me. I know the listeners are going to get a lot out of it too, but it was like a therapy session for me and a reminder oh. and an aha moments and connection for me of just, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense for me in this ther this area and that area. Um, so tell the listeners how they can connect with you. How can they learn more about your, um, it, trauma release technique? Is that what it's called? Did I say it, that yeah, right? Tra trauma release exercise. So, so let me, let, I'll just clarify. Yes. So trauma release exercise is a, um, a series of exercises that was developed by David Berselli. And he, um, he basically pulled together seven really simple exercises that help people get into that tremor that we touched on in, in our talk. Um, I use it at the end of every workout. Um, okay. and, um, it's a way to release tension because, you know, when you, when you work out, you're built, you're building tension in the body. So that's another way to let it go, you know, so if you can let it go on a, a regular basis, just release that. Um, yeah. So trauma release exercises, how I help people, um, get back in touch with their nervous system so that they can burn out proof their body and their business. So we, so I work with a lot of um, uh, fitness professionals. And so we first always start with that self, safe self-regulation. 
and um, because we can't really help anybody else unless we are, we've got our stuff together, right? <laughs> yes, this is true. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. So, so um, if people are interested in learning more about that, they can go to my website. It's, um, it's elementalkinetics.com. And um, you can check out everything there. Pretty much everything is on my website, including my podcast, which is called The Work In. And right now, I have a couple of things going um, for the holidays. I'm not sure when this is going to be. Um, Probably uh, January. Out. January. Okay. So I will tell you about this. I'll tell you about a couple things. First off is a um, brand new retreat for um, fitness professionals, wellness educators, anybody that works with other people or hires fitness professionals. And it's called The Well. And it's a combination of, um, of a networking opportunity and a workshop and a retreat. And we're going to meet in Kentucky. We've got this great, um, this, this, this great Airbnb that's historic and, and it's right on a lake. It's going to be awesome. It's all inclusive and we're going to workshop some of the things that we talked about on this podcast. So a little bit of trauma release, how to integrate it with some yoga, how to integrate it into your day and really get back in touch with your nervous system in a more aware way, a more uh, mindful way. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about how to make sure that that burnout proofness happens in our business as well. So that I'm super excited about it's in February, February 2022. And all of that information will be um, on the website under the Well Network Shop. And um, you can uh, follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Instagram is just Elemental Kinetics and Facebook is Elemental Kinetics Move Well. And uh, yeah, so I'd love to connect with people. This has been an awesome conversation, Shannon. So I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thank you so much, Erica. And we will see you guys in the next. Before you go, I want to make an offer to you guys. Now, there's no pressure here, but if you are like me and you just want to get to the root of the issue and you want help and you want guidance and you just want to know what to do and you are an action taker and you are highly ambitious, we have several spots that are open for the Hansen Method. Our schedule fills up very quickly. So if you are interested in getting in, filling out an application and joining us, please take the time to visit the show notes and schedule your thyroid breakthrough call. We will be talking to you about what is holding you back. Where do you want to go? How do you want to feel? And then give you our personal and professional recommendations on the next step for you so that you can get out of this thyroid chaos once and for all. Wait before you go. Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your review.